0: You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums. You Here before you die.
1: Love came to my door with a sleeping roll And the madman's soul, he thought for sure I'd seen him Dancing up a river in the dark, looking for a woman to court
0: For this episode, we'll be talking about Joni Mitchell, Court, and Spark in the room I have. Rob. Hello. Ben. Hello. And Anne. Hi. Court and Spark is a six-two album by Canadian singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell, released on Asylum on January uh, 17th, 1974. The producer was Joni Mitchell and Henry Louie. And I'm going to read from All Music Review, Jason Anke. Joni Mitchell reached her commercial high point with Court and Spark, a remarkable deft fusion of folk, pop, and jazz, which stands as her best-selling work to date. While not as unified and insightful as Blue, the album moves away from confessional songwriting to evocative character studies. The hit Free Man in Paris, written about David Geffen, is a not-so-subtle dig at the machinations of the music industry. While Raised on Robbery offers an acutely funny look at the predatory environment of the singles bar scene. Much of Court and Spark is devoted to wary love songs. Both the title cut and Help Me, the record's most successful single, carefully measure the risks of romance. While people's parties and the same situation are fraught with worry and self-doubt. Standing in direct opposition to the music which is smart, smooth, and assured from first note to the last. Alright, what do we think of Court and Spark by Joni Mitchell? I love this fucking record. <laughs> I didn't know.
2: <laughs> I may have been told, but I had no fucking clue. I wasn't expecting this. Honest to God, like I, I it went into my ear holes and I was just immediately like, holy shit, someone is just telling me the story of my twenties and thirties in the most poetic gut punch way possible <laughs> and somehow it's jazz and i like it i'm really confused and i want to hear more people's that takes on it
3: i love watching you love <laughs> it makes me really happy fucking hell also w-
2: it's fucking great
0: i wish i would have found it earlier it's really really honest, pretty honestly. and
3: beautiful and lovely god damn
0: yeah this is a really it's a delight. yeah i don't know why this one just Passed by because, or at least me, like I hadn't really heard it. I had heard Blue, and there's another uh, one where she's uh, she's like sighing and she, a painting of like blue and red, and it's like her face. And uh, those are like the two Joni Mitchell albums that I I had heard, and I was like, yeah, they're fine. they're good. Like I like Joni Mitchell, and then this one came up, and I was like, damn, yeah, man. this one is incredible. Fucking deep.
4: I never. Have described myself as a Joni Mitchell fan. I, I, I got that she was talented. I, I absolutely got why other people liked her, but it never hit my ears right. But this record does. I think that uh, in like other Joni Mitchell stuff, they're like kind of like the vocal acrobatics she likes to do sometimes, which I'm sure take a whole bunch of skill to be able to pull off. I, it kind of loses me in it, but there's this, one, this album, it seems like it's more, like, song and lyrics based as opposed to, like, vocal acrobatics.
0: Yeah, people had said this is her most overt attempt to make a hit record. It's got gloss, glossy production. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, catchy choruses. There's even guest stars. Um, everyone from, uh, like, Robbie Robertson and... Uh, the Chin Chong. Ching <laughs> <and> Chong. <laughs> but... David Crosby, I think. Yeah, is he, on he does here, some background stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's yeah, it's all her though. It's really incredible.
2: And don't shoot me for saying this, but this harkens back to that fucking carpenter's record for me, with like production value and like. It has I, that
3: seventies feel. <clears throat>
2: it does, um, and, in a yeah, positive way. Not, not, not to say this sounds like Backerack in any way, shape, or form, yeah. but like, I don't know. If Karen had been speaking like this, <laughs> like lyrically with that, I think that there would have been a lot more converts to uh, the Carpenters <laughs> than the last one, uh, yeah. but it, it, it they, they they, hold the same like sonic space in my head. Um, but this one just did fucking knocked me out. Yeah,
0: but I think that Joni has a, a very interesting way of singing. And I don't know if Karen would have necessarily gotten there unless she would have got a bit more into like jazz influences, Joni is straight into these beautiful ways of telling a story. Yeah, but only
2: because she. had... I think that this particular record she had only been like you know I kind of like jazz like for a couple of years, and who? then this was the. Uh, who Joni? Yeah. No, 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 no. Pretty sure that's what I read. I, I mean, read something
0: similar. It's it's not that she.
2: Like she she came up with those folk dudes. Like she 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 was doing all the Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young stuff, dealing with those assholes okay, I, like consistently. But like this one was her like yeah yeah I'm I'm into this. you right. This you're is right, what yeah. I'd like to fucking you know to to sound like. It, it's like the Serpico soundtrack is going on in the background while she fucking scats and it rules. <laughs> it absolutely rules. It never stops. I, I'm so confused why I'm okay with jazz in this particular facet, and I don't know if it's because of it the and lyrical f- content and folk. And folk. I don't know if it's the lyrical content or if it's just, like, the, uh, the delivery. Or... The, <laughs> the lyrics song are great. The songwriting is great. And yeah. It's so good.
3: It's, every single one has, like, a compelling narrative, and it sounds really excellent and well put together. Like, it's just the full package. Maybe yeah. that's why you're okay with I it. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to hog
0: a mic here. Uh, please. Tell I, think, me. I think when you recognize, like, a great artist, I mean, it's it's hard to deny, right? Yeah, I guess and so. And this just happens to be her shining really well.
4: It's very good, mm-hmm. real bright.
0: Uh I also, th- I also thought a lot of you uh, it, at people's parties <laughs> because it's just about social anxiety at parties, <laughs> right? <laughs> <That's you>. I <laughs> know.
3: <Always> be leaving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ABL man, ABL. <laughs> <laughs> and she's talking about like Grace Slick and all these other people and like how they're having fun and chatting and she's like what am I doing here this is so awkward I think I should just run away in a corner <laughs> <laughs> She I told you like, I was crazy when you met me yeah <laughs> <laughs> you
1: go down to the pickup station craving warmth and beauty you settle for less than fascination a few drinks later you're not so choosy When the closing lights strip off the shadows on this strange new flesh you found Clutching the night to you like a fig leaf you hurry To the blackness and the blankets to lay down an impression and you're alone You brush against a stranger and you both apologize old friends seem indifferent you must have brought that on old bonds have broken down love is
0: gone it encapsulates that though it's it's like having being at a party and being lonely yeah you don't find a lot of artists too talking about the, these different things like Talking about how David Geffen doesn't have to answer the phones because he's in Paris. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, Telephone screamers, man. <laughs> yeah, the the sort of like going out to a bus station to find someone to have a one night stand with. But are you done with love, or is it like what does this mean? It's really cool.
4: Yes, but uh, having a, a a brief but nice interaction with a stranger the next day and making you. Question whether or not love is gone. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
1: yeah,
4: we bumped into each other and we both said sorry.
2: Is love gone? <laughs> so good. God, some of this shit just fucking hit me through the fucking heart, man. Yeah, dude. like ah, man. What? Well, it's it's cool when when poetry like makes feel word <laughs> makes feel. Feel, feel feelings. feel feelings, and then word, unable word to. <laughs> ah, it's so it, so feelings. few and far between. Like when it's done well, but goddamn it, like she's a fucking genius.
0: Yeah, it was a immediate commercial and critical success. Remains her most successful album, reached number two in the U.S., number one in Canada, and eventually received a double platinum certification. Uh, it was also voted Best Album of the Year, 1974, by Village Voice. And it was up for, I do know it was up for um, the Grammy for Album of the Year. Uh, but fulfilling this first yeah, finale. For, first finale by, got that. finale, got, got that.
2: She got something from the Grammys, I think. Uh, like, best, like it, best vocal performance, I think.
0: It was, I believe it was an arrangement for um, uh, Down to You. Yeah. Best arrangement accompanying vocalist for "Down to You,"
2: and God damn it, "Down to You" just it, it murdered me. Yeah. It was it was the perfect encapsulation of like what it was like to go like twenties and thirties, like for me <laughs> specifically. Um, I don't know if anyone else is. Oh, I know. That. I mean, when feelings. they say the
3: lights go on, I immediately saw the vid, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. That that like.
2: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, for the first time.
3: <laughs> it's, like, it's a real bright near now. <laughs>
2: would you carry like out like spell? a fig leaf? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
4: I read that she played this for Dylan, and he fell asleep.
2: <laughs> and then I read that she said that Dylan was faking sleeping to because Geffen was there. Because Geffen was there.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Dylan, where's he been the last? What ten years? He's coming up, coming up. Blood on the tracks. It's still that's like a ten year gap, or at least eight year Maybe gap. He
3: was tired.
4: Uh, no Nashville he... skyline. I think he.
0: We don't need to talk about Dylan until we get to Dylan. Oh, oh, that's no. true.
4: That's true. I'd talk about Joni. Let's yeah. talk about Joni.
0: But yeah, I, I think there was a, a, you know, you have inspiration periods, and I think that he had his and. It's a little bit less of one, and I think Joni's coming into her own yeah. with this. We're actually getting a lot of Joni Mitchell albums, which I'm very shocked I'm to see. I'm excited to hear more, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Yeah. So I believe there's two or three more. Really? Sweet. Yeah.
3: Do you think some of it's just the context?
0: How
2: so?
3: Like, you're in the middle of the 70s and prime to listen to Joni Mitchell in a different way. Like. i
2: don't believe so um i think that if this had been thrown if, if we had jumbled this book as opposed to going uh chronologically this would have hit me just as hard cool yeah,
3: yeah this this i mean i'm not saying it's not great in any context i'm just wondering if that's part of it
2: because i don't think so like especially with this like the the four that we had to do for this week they were all bangers Mm-hmm. Every every damn one of them like was Each a more thing different that hit. <laughs> yeah, last. They, they they all hit my ears. Just like oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, and then Joni Mitchell like just kind of blew my mind because I I had always I I had known that she was good and I had heard that like she's important, but I had never like gone out of my way to listen to Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I don't even know a Joni Mitchell song to be perfectly honest. I'm sure I've heard one, but. You know, it, it was just never a an artist that like I actively like pursued, so for it to be in here and then like be as even more amazing than I could have possibly like thought, like that it, it's such an ex- every again like every hundred records
0: this album like you know yeah surprises you, me. I think part of it too is that oh. those uh odd time time signatures too, or because. That's that's really something that you that's gravitate to. That's jazz, about. baby. Yeah, that's what you gravitate <laughs> to. Is, and like uh, Mori, when, ba, when ba, I was doing ba, ba, ba. the free man in Paris is like a two bars of 6, 8 yep. plus three eighth notes. It's like 15, 8 or something like that. 4, 4. Yeah, it, it just goes in strange places. And so I could see that being lending itself very nicely because you have beautiful words beautiful singing and then it's constructed around these these uh interesting uh, time the, signatures But the
2: instrumentation doesn't interest me but it like it uh, it actively didn't like bother me and that's the thing like i think that perhaps her vocal delivery and the words themselves superseded my initial like girl jazz like uh
3: But you don't like have all jazz <laughs>
2: I dislike
0: way more than I enjoy. You have,
3: like, a clips reel you can just pop in here. (laughs) It's a
0: hard J when it comes to what he's talking about. I think so. It's like saxophone trumpet. He's... Uh You still love, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of that stuff or...
4: (laughs) Well, at this point, we're getting in, like, everything is, like, jazz-flavored as opposed to jazz-distilled. Right. Like, we're getting into Herbie Hancock and... There's as much soul and funk as jazz. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, this really does sound like a uh, 70s movie soundtrack for, for the most part, like, with yeah. the, uh, the background stuff. Yeah. Um, Specifically Serpico? <laughs> for, that, that's the one that popped in my head, and there, there's a good feasibility. There's no jazz in Serpico. <laughs> like, Shaft also came into my head for some of this stuff, too. Huh. Um, I, I mean, it's, to,
3: it's very evocative of a very, like time period stuff for me for sure and I like that like the 70s music that I like that I feel like sounds like that is the things that I think about liking about the 70s like the way I don't know yeah, it feels to me when it's like doing interesting things
1: the way I see calling you down i do my best and i do good business there's a lot of people asking for my time they're trying to get ahead they're trying to be a good friend
0: some craws and <laughs> uh,
4: there, there was
0: another the, the review in the book I thought was not very good because it, it like the one thing I hate about reviews for people is when it says things about who they dated oh, boo. if they're like Fuck famous you. people or whatever and I'm like why did why do you, why Who bring cares. that up? It only
2: matters if it's a fucking chick. Fuck fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck them.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, and it's some also bullshit. like I think what's interesting about this album lyrically is that she's not like there are moments of like real vulnerability and I'm sure some of that comes from like personal experience, but it's very clearly like artifice. Like she's writing different perspectives and different storytelling things that aren't about like like the assumption that it's confessional is really stupid. Very dumb. Like that's fucked up. <laughs> like, and mostly usually like aimed at women, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. How could you invent something? You must have had experienced this. Right? Simultaneously,
2: though, like, absolutely like connecting with me on a a much deeper level than I expected. And I guess that just goes to show like what a fucking amazing writer she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hot dog! Yeah. I say <laughs> Joni Mitchell. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Are you going to start wearing Joni Mitchell t-shirts? Probably. If I can find them in my size. I'll look around.
2: I, I might get a tattoo. I don't know.
0: I can't Hello. wait for
2: that. <laughs> Two stick figures bumping elbows and they just love is gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm so, yeah.
2: <laughs> I am so very sorry. Love is gone.
4: The cross. <laughs> So I was listening earlier today to uh Raised on a Robbery.
2: Oh fuck dude, what a rocker.
4: Mid-tempo rocker. Every time like the verse or, or or like the chorus, I forget which part of the song it was, would end like the way it would end just made I kept on expecting the drum and horn break from Van Morrison's Domino like <laughs> Bop, ba 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 da da. Oh yeah. Bop. Like I think it's like every verse like she like sings the last note and then, like the band stops, and then you just keep ex- on <laughs> expecting like that to be the next thing that happened. I I, I don't know why. I need a mashup. I guess. <laughs> I Guess you
3: do.
2: Well, we did have we had some van in our ears this yes. this week too. It was definitely
4: yeah. rattling around in there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. The Raised on a Robbery. I I would happily do a, a, a cover of that. That is a cool fucking song, yeah, man.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, did, was anybody put off? I was gonna ask with uh Twisted, the last song. No, man. Okay.
3: It somehow works, even though it's ridiculous. I know. Fuck.
1: <laughs>
0: That's what I thought, too.
3: <laughs> Which is also like a 70s thing, right? Yeah. It's like The Sting versus like, what's that? No, no, Nanette. No, no. <laughs> it's like that 20s revival and there's like really bad ones mm. and really good ones. The right? va- like, vaudeville. Is The Sting the, the name oh, yeah. of that British. movie? Oh, yeah. The yeah, Sting, yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, it's that same thing. It's just, like...
0: Ragtime or... Mm-hmm. Is this
3: gonna or work? Or... Oh, shit, it worked! <laughs> like...
2: Yeah, it's, it's like the uh, the last track on Transformer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so or ball, the time... If you uh, <laughs> close the door on Villa yeah. Underground, I mean, there's... Or every Kinks album. Every Kinks album <laughs> has at least one song in there that's, <laughs> like, a goof.
3: But, yeah, I started to, like, middle. sort of, like, cringe a little that's in anticipation. A... Yeah. And then you were, like oh no this is great this is totally fine yeah. like
2: Chich and Chong show up it's fine
3: <laughs> she's fine. gonna take us through it and it's gonna be great like yeah it's really yeah I was fascinating in- I was
0: incredible <laughs> that it's like she's like pulling off like a perfect to like dive or something that's like yeah. oh no oh oh, oh. wow
3: that's really
0: amazing
3: triple Lindy <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> zero
2: splash and also Cheech and Chong school <laughs> Oh, yeah She <laughs> just danger field us here? <laughs> very nice
0: what do you think Rob
2: a plus yeah uh, will we'll, we'll can like continue mm-hmm. to live on my phone and the iTunes as a, uh, a go-to like this is a great record and uh I want to continue listening to more of uh, her works cool yeah, mm-hmm.
4: yeah a We're positive up. positive review for me I was expecting to have more critique on this just based on my Past experience of being kind of nonplussed by 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 Joni Mitchell songs, but no, this is this is just like a really well done work. Like she spent the time on it, I know, and you can hear it. The craftsmanship's there. Everything's there. This is this is a good album. It's a beautiful fucking record. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's great.
3: Fucking love it. Very much enjoyed it.
2: How long have you known about this record, and why didn't you tell me about it?
3: I, I'm i not familiar with Joni Mitchell that much. and
2: high five for us learning a new thing this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like
3: I, I had just had very little awareness, so this is really great. Yeah, this was... That's so why I'm here, because I could listen to it twice. Yeah. <laughs> Easily.
0: <laughs> it's interesting, too. I was thinking about uh, this week while listening to it, and I was like, why why hadn't I ever heard it? And I feel like the patriarchy. Well, that, but also the fact that, you know, you only got so many CDs and when you're buying CDs or you don't have access to tons of music like we do now and you, you kind of get stuck in these, well, I've heard this song or I've heard this artist, but you don't really dive into the other elements of that, that artist. So it just kind of passes you by and, you never revisit and Joni Mitchell is definitely one of those people that I, I knew I liked blue, I knew I liked some of this other, but I never like went through the catalog. I never dug into some other album. So You're not the only one good, man. Good for you book for
2: Good for you, Book. Yeah.
0: Good job, Book. Brain. Good job,
2: Book. Good job, Book. Woo!
0: <laughs> so yeah, but this is this is amazing. I usually go back when we have someone related to Asylum Records, David Geffen, to the Warren Nero situation that we really did not like Warren Nero one bit. Not in the least bit. Uh, And this like continues to be like, this is what I want. Like when I was listening to that Warren Nero, that beautiful sort of like vocal, like doing these vocal acrobatics. yeah. Those songs were unfinished. These are beautiful, constructed songs with poignant lyrics.
4: Yeah, Joni Mitchell, she's a song crafter, and she has something to say. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Laura Nairo was shopping things, and they got bought. Yeah. yeah. And good for her. Yeah. But no, th- th- this is actual, like, th- this is crafts ship. Ah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I... I I was not expecting this and I didn't expect to feel the way I feel about it. So, fucking A. Good job, Jeremy Mitchell. Yeah. Total
0: positive. Mm-hmm. All right, next time we'll be talking about Queen, Queen 2. Oh. Thanks, y'all.